Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are thankful and we are grateful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We are grateful. Father, we thank you for an opportunity you have given us this afternoon to be in your presence. Lord, we come with a prepared heart. Like Ezra, we have prepared our hearts to seek your law, to seek your word, and to do it. And Lord, we pray for the ability to also teach your word, to teach your statutes, and to teach your judgment. Therefore, let the Spirit of God be our teacher this afternoon. Spirit of God, minister to our hearts. And let your, heart, your word remain in our hearts. Let us not be hearers of your word only, but may we be doers of your word. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you take your seats and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 4. I want, by the grace of God, we may be able to conclude our message on labor to be blessed as the Spirit leads. Labor to be blessed. Labor to be blessed. Proverbs 23, verse 4. It says, Labor not to be rich. Don't work. Don't work. Don't make effort. Working hard. Labor. It says, Labor not to be rich. Seize from thine own wisdom. Stop this thinking that I have to work hard to be rich. This is what the scripture is teaching us. Labor not to be rich. And it says, seize from thine own wisdom. Seize from your way of thinking. Seize from this traditional way of thinking. It's a worldly way of thinking. That we have to work hard and be rich. That we are are putting our strength and our effort in our work to be rich. It says, labor not to be rich. And verse 5, it says, Verse 5. Will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? Will you set your eyes upon something which is not there? That will never be your focus. If you know that something is not there, you will not set your eyes upon it. You will not focus on it and work hard towards it if you know a thing is not there. But it says, will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? That is a question that the Bible is asking us. It says, For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. Amen. Therefore, labor not to be rich. Do not put in all your effort and your strength to become rich. Hallelujah. Labor not to be rich. Amen. Another scripture that I want us to read is Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he add no sorrow with it. So the Bible is teaching us not to labor to be rich. Not to labor to be rich, but everyone wants to be rich. And so the Bible is teaching us what will make us rich. It says, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes a person rich, and it adds no sorrow. To it. That means you'll be rich without sorrow. Amen. I say you will be rich without sorrow. Amen. You will be rich without sorrow. Amen. I think these people don't believe much, but you will be rich without sorrow. Amen. Amen. You will be rich without sorrow. Amen. People put in their strength, all their effort in working hard to be rich. But the Bible says, do not labor to be rich. Seek the blessings of the Lord. 
Seek God's blessings. Labor not to be rich. Do not work hard towards wealth. Hallelujah. Another scripture that I want us to read is 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 9. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 9. It says, He will, 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 9, He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. For by strength shall no man prevail. That means no one will survive by his strength. No one will make it by his own strength. He says, for by strength shall no man prevail. You will not prevail because of your strength. As I was saying earlier, there are people who have felt very strong, but overnight they are in a hospital bed. People who felt very healthy and they thought their strength can get them from point A to point B. But they realize that the strength is not there the next 24 hours. Hallelujah. Therefore, for by strength shall no man, no man, no man means no man. For by strength shall no man prevail. Hallelujah. So we are not laboring to be rich. We are laboring for blessings. Because it is the blessings of God that makes a person rich. So that is what our focus should be on. Our focus must not be on something that is not there. Our focus must not be upon us making ourselves rich. It is the blessings of God that makes a person rich. Hallelujah. So we've been sharing and studying about the things we are supposed to labor in. The things we are supposed to put our strength in that will add blessings to our lives. That will bring blessings to our lives. And we have shared a um, few points. Number one, we said, labor for the blessings of a constant and a faithful tithe payer. For a constant and a faithful tithe payer. Hallelujah. We shared a lot on these things. I encourage you um, to listen to the messages on our podcast and abreast yourselves with the points that we have shared so far. Number two, we said, labor for the blessings of those who serve God. Amen. Labor for the blessings of those who serve God. That we realize that serving God is what brings blessings into a person's life. Amen. We read a scripture in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 17 and 18. 17 and 18. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, and they shall be mine saith the Lord of hosts, in that day, when I make up my jewels, you are the jewels of God. He says, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. This is the children of God, people who serve God. People who serve God and they are going and they are coming as if nothing is happening in their lives. But verse 18 says, Then shall ye return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. You will see a difference. You will look to at two people and you see that there is a difference between this person that serves God and that person that does not serve God. You will see a difference. I said there will be a difference in your life. As compared to the lives of your colleagues. As compared to the lives of your sibling. Amen. I was sharing with you about a woman who identified between her two daughters. She only has two daughters. And she identified a difference between the two of them. That the younger of them seemed to take God so seriously. Seemed to be faithful with her tight. Seemed to be faithful with the things of God. Seemed to be serious with the church, committed to the church. They were both in college, and one seemed to be involved in the church campus, I mean the campus church, more than the other. And the woman saw the difference between the two of them. That she realized that this one is receiving a lot of favors. 
when it came to financial aid, more money was given to this one that she didn't have to pay anything. More doors were opened to this one. Not that this one is not doing well. This one is equally smart, but she realized that there's more favor to this one. She noticed that. And so she was using it as an example to encourage certain other person that, listen, encourage your children to serve God. Because I have seen the difference. And that's the scripture. You shall return and you shall see the difference. Amen. Again, we shared a lot on this scripture. And I want you to um, abreast yourself with it. Let me read one more scripture with you on this. Job chapter 22 and verse 21. Job 22 and verse 21. It says, we can read from the New Living Translation. It says, submit to God. Submit to God and you will have peace. Submit to God and you will have peace. Look at the benefits of serving God. You submit your life to God. Submit yourself to God. You will have peace. Then things will go well for you. May things go well for you as you serve God. That is what you want. Isn't it what you want? That things will go well. He says, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to God. Is it marriage you want? It will go well with you. Is it a good job you want? It will go well with you. Is it a career you want? It will go well with you. He says, and things will go well with you. Listen to his instructions and store them in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. May you be restored in the name of Jesus. He says, if you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. So clean up your life. Clean up your life. Tell your neighbor, clean up your life. Amen. He says, so clean up your life. If you give up your lust for money, your lust for money, your hunger for money, your test for money. He says, if you give up your lust for money and throw your precious gold into the river, the Almighty Himself will be your treasure. Amen. He says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. That God will be your treasure. Amen. If you will throw away, if you give up your lust for money, the Almighty Himself will be your treasure. He says, He will be your precious silver. Are you reading the Bible? He said, he will be your precious silver. Then you will take delight in the Almighty and look up to God. You will pray to him and he will hear you. And you will fulfill your vows to him. Then he says, you will succeed in whatever you choose to do. Wow. I love this scripture. He says, you will succeed in whatever you choose to do. Seven God. It doesn't matter what you choose to do. You may choose to be a sweeper, a cleaner. You will succeed in that. It doesn't matter what career path you choose. What a scripture. It says you will succeed in whatever you choose to do. And light will shine on the road ahead of you. May light shine in the road ahead of you. I say may light shine in the road ahead of you. You may choose to be a nest. Light will shine ahead of you. You may choose to be a carpenter. Light will shine ahead of you. Amen. Whatever you choose to do, you will succeed. If people are in trouble and you say, help them, God will save them. Wow. If people are in trouble and you say, help them, hope, God will save them. Just from your words. For the people who serve God, have faith in the word of God. This is the word of God. You see, some of you, you don't know that sometimes you say certain things to people and they come to pass. You say it this and then it happens. When people are in trouble, you say, help them, Lord, and God will help them. God will hear your prayers. Amen. Because he says, God will hear your prayers. He will hear you when you pray. He will hear you. When, you, when people are in trouble and you say, help them, God will save them. Even sinners will be rescued. Sinners will be rescued. When you speak to them, when you help them, you say, may you be rescued. Not because they are righteous, but because you are speaking. Amen. 
So you, are, you have a wicked husband who is some way that's drinking, doing all kinds of things. Pray for him and say, may the Lord help him and God will help him. Amen. You have an, a bad friend. You talk to him. You, you see, that is why talking to people sometimes is not necessary. Just pray for them and say, Lord, help this person. Lord, help that person. Lord, help this person. Because sometimes you talk and talk. The people, they will do the same thing. You need to pray for them. And ask God to help this person. Help this person to stop smoking. Help this person to stop drinking. And God will help them. Because it's coming from you. Hallelujah. He said they will be rescued because your hands, your hands are pure. What a scripture. Labor for the blessings of those who serve God. Hallelujah. The next one I want to share with you, labor for the blessings of those who build the house of God. Labor for the blessings of those who build the house of God. Labor for the blessings of those who build the house of God. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 1. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, on August 29th of the second year of King Darius. That's a few months ago. On August 29th of the second year of King Darius. We can read from the New, um, King James Version. It's okay. It says, in the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet. Came the what? The word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, this is the word of the Lord. It came through the prophet unto Zerubbabel and unto Joshua, saying, thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, these people say the time is not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. He says the time is not come. It's not time yet. The time to build the Lord's house has not come. Now I want you to note in this scripture that the word of the Lord came not for the pastor only. You see, sometimes we think that the work of God, building the house of God, or doing work in the church is for the pastor. But the Bible says the word of the Lord came first to the governor. A working man. A layman. Not the pastor. And then to the pastor. So God chose two categories of people. The priest and the governor. Do you understand? So this word that is coming is also for you. It's for me and it's for you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Benjamin, do you understand? It is a word for you, and it's a word for me. And then he says, this is what we are saying. This is what the pastor and the congregation are saying. This is what the church members are saying. This is what the pastors are saying. That the work of the Lord, building the house of God, is not time yet. It's not come. This is not time for God's work. It's not time for church things. This is the time for school, not for church. This is what the people are saying. This is time for school. This is time for building a career. This is time for finding a job. This is time for making money, not for the work of God. So, and this is what God is saying. The word of God came to the people saying, this is what they are saying. That it is not time to build the house of God yet. It is time, they are saying that it is time for us to build career. When we have built career, when we have good jobs, when we have the things we need, then we worry about the church. Then we worry about the house of God. It is not time for the church. It is, this is time for raising our children. Our children are young. Pastor, give me some few years. Give me some time. I am trying to sort things out. 
It's not time for church things yet. Please, give me some time. Let me sort my life out. I have been in this country for a few years, and things have not moved. I'm trying to get this degree. Let me finish, and then we will do the church work. This is what the people are saying. Hallelujah. You see, it is not time yet. The time for the work of God is not here yet. This is a time for laundry. I have to do my laundry. I can't come to church. This is, I need to do my grocery. He said, Pastor, I don't have any food in my house and I need to cook. I can't come to church. This is not time for the work of God yet. Amen. You see, when you look at the people who are actively involved in the church of God and in the things of God, people who are doing things in the church of God, you may, they may appear to you that there are people who are not serious in life. Do you understand? They may look to you like they are not serious in life. When you look at those who are going on evangelism all the time, they are going on evangelism, you may think that they don't have anything to do on weekends. Do you understand? You may feel that there's not, they, they, they have too much time on their hands. When you look at people who are calling you for follow-up and they're doing all kinds of... You look at... When they phone call, say, these people, they have nothing to do. They are not serious. They don't know what is going on in life. You see, that is how you feel. When you look at... When you see their phone calls, you say, ah, now these people, do they not have anything to do? That is how you may feel. You understand what I'm sharing with you? When you see someone is constantly sending messages on our platform and people are responding, you see that as soon as the message is sent, people are responding, yes, I will be there, this and this. You say, ah, but these people, they have nothing to do. Are they constant? You, see, you, you think that they have nothing to do. True or not true? You make me look like I'm preaching to some. They look to you like they have nothing to do in life. But I'm trying to tell you that they are the same kinds of people like you. They are the same kinds of people who are working just like you, who are going to school just like you, who have families just like you, who are raising children just like you, who also have beloveds just like you. You see, the weekend that people are spending with their beloveds. <laughs> They are people who are doing the same things that you are doing. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? There are people who are also looking for the same things that you are looking for. But we still have to build the house of God. I said we still have to build the house of God. You see, the church work is not done at our convenience. The work of God is not done at our convenience because that is what the people were saying. He said, it's not time yet. This is not convenient time. It's not time yet to build the house of God. It's not time yet for visitation. Reverend, as soon when I finish school, you will see. You will see. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It's not, it's not for convenience. Some of you come to church when it's convenient. Some of you come to church when there's no school. When there is school, you won't come to church. Amen. Verse 3. It says, Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you? Is it time for you? This is a, way, a question to you. Because we say it's not time for the work of God. This is not a time to build the house of God yet. So then came the word of the Lord to them. He says, is it time for you? Ask your neighbor, is it time for you? He said, is it time for you? Oh, you, you, you. Oh, ye, 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 ye. Is it time for you? Oh, ye. Is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses? And this house lie waste. Is it time for you? Is it time for you to build your own house? To build your own family? To build your own career? 
to fill your bank accounts. Is it time for you when the house of God lie waste? Is it time for you? That's a question. Now therefore, that saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider how you have been going about the things of God. He said, consider, analyze your ways. Analyze your life. Consider your life. Because if you are not considering your life, God is going to show you your life. He says, analyze your life. Analyze how you have neglected the work of God, how you have neglected the house of God, and you have focused on your life. Analyze it. How it is? How is it now? That means, what have you achieved? Just, what have you achieved? Is it a good life? You are not answering that question. Okay, we will answer that question for you. You answer that question. Verse 6. He says, you have sown much. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You are always hungry, always searching. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe. You say, he clothe you, but there is none warm. You are always in need of clothes. And ye that earneth wages. That means as you have neglected the house of God and you are working to earn wages. He says, and he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Where you are putting your money, there are holes in the bag. God has made holes in your account because you have neglected his house. That is why some of you, you get surprised when you go to the ATM. You go and then you put in your key. And then you get, a, you get, it asks you, do you want to print out or you want to just see it? Because sometimes people are behind you. You don't want to know if somebody can see the screen. So he said, let me take a print out. And then it prints for you. <laughs> and then you freeze at the ATM. People are in the line. They are waiting for you, but you don't care. You freeze at the ATM. And what you are looking at, you are shocked. Is this my account? And you don't believe it. So you put in your card again and check again. So you check the savings. And then you check the check-in. And you realize that there have been holes indeed in your account. The next verse, it says, That saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Analyze your life. Go up to the mountain and bring wood. And build a house. <laughs> build my house. It says, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build a house. And I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blew upon it. God says, when you bring your paycheck home, and you are very happy, because you have neglected this house, she just, he blows on your paycheck. Now, you don't want God's blowing on your paycheck. For God to blow wind on your paycheck, I don't think it's something you want. It's a mighty wind indeed. Because, you see, why? 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 God is asking why. Because if you analyze, you see, the thing is that you have not considered your ways. But God wants you to consider your ways. And if you consider your ways, you realize that what he's saying is true. And you, ask, you have to ask yourself, why? Why is it that every time I work so hard and I have all this money and all these things happen and then the money is gone? Consider your ways and ask, why? Say the Lord of hosts, because of mine house, that is waste. And you run every man unto his own house. Every man seeking his own because of that. That is why I blow on it. That is why I blow it away when you bring it home. Hallelujah. So verse 10, it says, Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew. That means dew is not falling from heaven unto your life. And the earth is stayed from her fruit. 
That means the earth is not bringing you fruit. That means your labor, your work, when you labor, it does not bring you fruit. And verse 11, it says, and I call for a drought upon the land. That means your workplace doesn't bring you much. And upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of the hands. Wow. May the Lord not bring drought upon the labor of our hands. Amen. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. Luke chapter 7 and verse 1. He says, Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion's servant, who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. Do you understand? You have a loved one who is sick, and he heard that Jesus is in town. So he sent his servants to go and plead with Jesus that he will come and heal this servant who is so dear to him that is sick. A loved one that is sick. And you are pleading, you are asking God to heal him or heal her. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly. They came and they found out that Jesus was very busy. They besought him instantly. It's like, stop everything, please, master. Stop everything you are doing and listen to us. This is an urgent matter. This is an emergency. This is an, a, a thing that you need to hear. And why? Why was this particular? There were so many sick people. And this was even a servant that was sick. There were so many sick people in Israel at the time. But they came and said, Master, Jesus, stop everything you are doing and listen to us. That he was, he says, Jesus, he said, and when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. The person who is sending his servants to us to seek you to come, he is worthy. He is worthy for you to put everything on pause and listen. He is worthy that you stop everything you are doing and attend to this issue. Why? For he loveth our nation and he had built us a synagogue. He is worthy for whom this is being asked for because he has built us a church. He has built us a place of worship. He loved the nation and he has built us a place of worship. And so he is worthy. The angels of heaven will plead your cause in the throne room of God. They will come to him and say, Lord, you need to put everything on hold and listen to this person who is praying right now. For he is worthy. For she is worthy. That which is coming, this prayer is coming from a person who deserves instant gratification. Instant answers. Because this person is involved in the church. This person is building a house for you. This person is involved in the building of a church for you. He is worthy. You are worthy because of your involvement in the church. Hallelujah. Blessings of those who build the house of God. They say, you are worthy. Sheila is worthy. Sheila deserves a new car. Lord, hear Sheila. Let her receive the car. She deserves it. She is worthy. She deserves it. She is worthy. She deserves that job. Lord, listen to this prayer right now. It's an urgent matter. Your prayers become urgent, requiring instant answers. Instant answers. Instant answers. Amen. Instant answers. You deserve that favor. Rhoda, answers will come instantly. That she is going to take an examination and she's praying, Lord, we need to send an instant angel instantly. 
to assist her. Because you are involved in the church of God. Because you have put your heart into the house of God. You deserve it. Your name will arise to the heavenly throne. That you deserve it. That you deserve it. Amen. Instantly. You deserve a good husband. I say you deserve a good husband. The Lord will bring the answer instantly as you are praying. You deserve a good husband. Hallelujah. I say you deserve a healing. You deserve a healing. He says, Lord, look, this person deserves the healing. For who is asking, he deserves it. For who is, the one who is praying right now, he deserves it. Or she deserves it. Amen. Instant answers. The Lord, your name will come up that you deserve a bigger house. You deserve a bigger car. You deserve a bigger apartment. And you qualify. You deserve it. Stop, Lord, and listen. This person deserves it. Amen. The blessings of those who serve God. The blessings of those who help build the church of God. Amen. I want to give you one more. Labor for the blessings of those who support gospel preaching. Those who support gospel preaching. The blessings of those who support gospel preaching. That means you labor to support the preaching of the gospel. Your strength, what you have, your efforts, going into supporting the blessing, the preaching of the gospel. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 15. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 15. It says, Now ye Philippians, know also, that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. As you support the preaching of the gospel, as you help the gospel to get far, you are building up an account in heaven. You are building up a real heavenly account that you will draw from. A real heavenly account that you, will, you, will, you are depositing in and that you can draw from. It says, not that I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Hallelujah. The next verse, it says, this is, uh, it says, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from him, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. When you do that, now there's a magic. As you support the preaching of the gospel, as you help a pastor preach the gospel, as you help a missionary preach the gospel, as you support healing Jesus, there's magic. In verse 19, it says, But my God, but my God shall supply. But my God shall supply. But my God shall supply. The Lord shall supply. He said, but my God shall supply all your needs, not according to your paycheck, not according to your salary, not according to how much you earn. I said, labor not to be rich, but labor for blessings. He says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Ash, the Lord will supply. The Lord will supply. You see, I strongly believe that the state of the church, the wealth of the church, is a result of Healing Jesus campaign. How that Healing Jesus has, I mean, how the church has taken Healing Jesus so far, spreading the gospel, it is what has caused the Lord to enrich the church the way it is. Do you understand? So for those of you who support Healing Jesus, you are building up accounts that you will draw from. Amen. Amen. Building real accounts that you will draw from. 
See, supporting the preaching of the ministry, supporting the, I mean, the preaching of the gospel, generates heavenly support. It generates heavenly blessings. Whenever you support the preaching of the gospel, you are causing a generation of heavenly provision into your life. Amen. Let's read one more scripture and then we will bring our service to a close. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And verse 1. Hallelujah. It says, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret. It came to pass, as the crowd, they were pressing, there was a dire need of the preaching of the gospel. The people were pressing to hear the preaching. They were coming, large crowds coming. And it sounds like they were at the shore. Do you understand? And, the, I mean, the crowd was so much that the pastor is at the shore and is almost entering into the sea. Do you understand? So he needed some form of help. Isn't that so? He says, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. It was by the lake. The lake of Gennesaret. And saw two ships. Standing by the lake. There were two ships. Standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. And were washing their nets. That means they were done for the day. And they were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships. Which was Simon's. And prayed him. That he would thrust out a little from the land. He wanted to preach the gospel. The people had gathered. The crowd was large. And he wanted to preach. And so he saw these two boats. And he entered into one of them. And he asked the owner. He prayed. He begged him. Please. Please. Let me use your boat just to do the work of the ministry. Let me just stand, sit on your boat for a few minutes to share the gospel. He said he prayed him. That he will thrust out a little from the land. He says, just push your boat for me a little bit. Just push it out a little bit. Thrust it out. Just push it just so I can sit in it and face the crowd to preach. He said, give me a platform to stand on to preach the gospel. Can you give me a platform to stand on to preach the gospel? And, and he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. He provided him the means that he was now not struggling with the crowd, falling into the water, but he was able to sit down because of this provision that he was able to preach the gospel. That he was able to preach the gospel. Now, when he had left speaking, that means when he was done preaching, when he was done preaching the gospel, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. Throw your net into the deep. Now that you have provided me with a means to preach the gospel, now that you have Lay some account in heaven. It is time for you now to draw from that account. Therefore, launch your net into the deep. Launch your net into the deep. And let down your net for a drought or for a catch. Let down your net. Let down your net. Now that you have sacrificed your boat, now that you have sacrificed your strength, thrusting it out, you have put your strength in making the preaching of the gospel possible. Now it's time for you to draw 
from your heavenly account. It's time for you to draw from your heavenly account. Now that you have helped me preach the message, now that you have helped the message reach the people, it is time for your blessings. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. We have toiled all night and have taken nothing. He says, no man, no man can prevail by strength. We have toiled, we have used our strength all night, but we did not gain anything. He said, for by strength shall no man prevail. He says that we should not labor to be rich. Do not labor to be rich. Cease from that thinking. Cease from that wisdom that we have to toil all night to make money. We have to toil all night to catch fish. If you are looking for fish, it is not a matter of you toiling all night to catch. Cease, cease from that thinking. Stop thinking like that. I know you are a known, experienced fisherman. I know you have fished for many years. And you have certain traditional way of fishing that you have to come in at night, use certain strategies, go in certain places and do certain things, maneuver the boat in certain way. These are skills that you have developed. These are traditions that you have built. But cease from that way of thinking because by strength shall no man prevail. So Peter understood. He says, we have toiled all night. Please. We are almost done. Don't worry. We have toiled all night. And we have taken nothing. Nevertheless. Say nevertheless. Say nevertheless. Say nevertheless. It is time for some of you to begin to say nevertheless. That I have worked for so many years in this country. And my basket is still empty. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. He says, I have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. At thy word, I will let down the net. At thy word. If you are saying there is a, a heavenly account, some fruit has abound in my account, by your word, I will let down the net. And the next verse, and when they had this done, when they had let down the net, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. He says, and they beckoned their partners, which were in the other ship, other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. The ship that was empty, the ship that was standing, because you are putting your strength, it was empty. That same boat, that same boat that they used all night and could catch nothing, when they availed that boat for the preaching of the gospel, when they put in that boat for the word of God to go forth, immediately an account was built for them in the heaven. That same place where they had toiled, where they have caught nothing, that same deep disease, Master, we are very experienced fishermen. The fishermen that had gathered there, they were not ordinary fishermen. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. It says, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at his knees. Ah, He fell down at his knees, saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. It's not by the strength of man. It got to be the Lord. I don't think this is by the strength of man. I know myself. I know how skillful I am. It's not by my strength. Immediately he realized this is the doing of the Lord. He said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished. May you be astonished for the blessings of God. You will be astonished for the provision of God. He says, for, I, for he was astonished and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. Look at the experienced people who had gathered. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee. These were experienced fishermen. Experienced fishermen. And they had toiled all night. And they had caught nothing. It says James 
and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. That same boat, that same boat which was empty, that same net which had gone into the deep. He says, Master, we are very experienced. The places we are mentioning, the deep, this, we have gone to all those places. We have explored the whole lake all night. We have toiled all night. This is not our first day on shipping, on fishing. This is not our first day here on this lake. We know where the fishes are. And we have toiled in those places. But at thy word, he let down that same fish in that same boat. And that boat which was empty now was overflowing. May your bank account that is empty begin to overflow. I say your empty bank account, let it begin to overflow. That you will not have room enough to contain it. He said it was too much that they have to beckon their friends. Your overflow shall reach your families. It shall reach your friends. It shall reach your relatives. People who associate with you, they will experience the overflow of your blessing in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Labor for the blessings of those who serve God. The blessings. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we are thankful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord. Labor not to be rich. We will not labor to be rich. We will not put our strength into wealth. I just want to thank you, Lord. You've been so
Christ. God, my deliverer. Yes. Save yes. My Jesus. We are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We thank you that you have given us a part. we are thankful we are grateful lord we thank you for your word we thank you lord for including us in this ministry we thank you lord for giving us a part in this ministry father let it be said of us that we are worthy who have asked this father when our prayers rise up to the heavenlies let there be answers for those who have asked deserve the answers in the name of Jesus father for our support of the gospel for our support of the ministry let there be account that are built for us in the heavens that we draw from we thank you Jesus for we shall not labor to be rich for we understand oh God that we shall not prevail by our strength but we will labor for the blessings of God that maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it we give you glory we give you honor in jesus name if there's anyone here with all eyes closed every head bow you are here this afternoon you are not born again you have not given your life to jesus if that is you you want to give your life to christ wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus with all eyes closed and every head bowed just lift up your hand and i'll pray with you is there anyone here like that you want to give your life to jesus anyone here like that why don't you all join me and let's say this together i feel there's a person here god is speaking to you to give your life to him you feel it in your heart and you hear a soft voice and God is saying, come to me. Today is the day. I am here. I'm welcoming you. If you are that person, do not live here without giving your life to Christ. The next hour, the next minute is not guaranteed to you. If you are the one, you want to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to give your, you say, Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? You say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there anyone else? Lift up your hand where I can see it. You say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. You feel God is talking to you right now. God is talking to you. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to come here. Join me here. I want to pray with you. The Lord loves you. He loves you so much. Yes. He said, today is the day. Yes. There is room. God bless you. 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 Lift up your right hand with me and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I believe you are the Son of God. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. This afternoon, I come to you. Oh, Jesus with a heart of repentance forgive me of all my sins Lord Jesus cleanse me from all unrighteousness I've done many wrong things but this afternoon forgive me of my sins I welcome you into my heart Lord Jesus this afternoon I avail my heart to you take control be my Lord be my master be my savior lord jesus please write my name in the book of life from today i will serve you i will follow you i will listen to your word i will do your word lord jesus please help me in jesus name amen father i thank you for your daughters who are here father you welcome us 
every time we come. Oh, like the prodigal son, you look out, waiting and looking out for the day that we will come back. And Lord, this is the day. We are thankful, Lord, that you so loved us. Lord, we know that if we are the only souls on earth, you will still would have died for us. We are grateful for this great love. I pray, Lord, that you build a hedge around these ones. Let not the enemy have a hand in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Lord, remove every obstacle yes. that the enemy has placed in their yes. lives. Remove every darkness that the enemy has placed in, in the their lives. Jesus. For today, they are new creatures. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for what you have done today. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.